Hello. Oh, fine. The usual. What? What's? Oh. Um. Gosh, it's on. Uh, Neil, you're muted. By the way. Well, Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyson with Death. We don't have a recap today. So where did we leave off? Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Last week, we did. Devon uh, hunted an earth elemental mm -hmm. and captured it mm -hmm. in these bands of Cerulean's. Cerulean. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you kicked it back to its own plane. it. Yeah, communicated it with the communicated with it a bit, um, but uh, kicked it back to its home plane, telling it that uh, he would summon it once again when he had need of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you discovered a silver mine. Yeah, and we moved a bunch of dwarves up there to begin mm -hmm. construction on said silver mine. Mm-hmm. Is that the gist of it? I think that is the gist of it. We didn't do any spell research or discovery. Um, we didn't write any new spells. We just... Oh, we were going to do some... We talked about scroll writing, actually. Uh, we, yeah. We did. Um, I don't know what scrolls we want to uh, write, but we had some interesting ideas for making scrolls kind of, mm -hmm. yeah stone tablets and sheets of silver and the like mm -hmm. oh. well i have a little notepad over here of the things going on Let's see we are working on plateau's underground caverns devon connectivity to his basement was a plan um, that might have been slightly scrapped as Platos is hanging out somewhere yeah. else right now. Where did Platos go? Uh, he's just got that little temple a little bit down the river where the people walking into town leave offerings. Mm -hmm. um, so he's moved to like the edge of town so everyone can pay homage to him as they come in. Wait, um, what was that about underground caverns? I don't know. I just have a note that says Devon Connectivity Basement, Platos Underground Caverns. I think you were saying he was... Because he was originally in the shrine right in front of my house. Mm -hmm. Maybe a plan to connect your basement to I, his shrine. I think so. I thought was he digging caverns or something? I don't he know. Must have been. Otherwise, I don't think that was. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Wizard Tower, Elemental Plane of Earth Portal, Extrude Fabricate, ESP on a Craftsman. It's um, been done, mm -hmm. more or less, or it yep. is in progress, in process, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as time allows. Yep. Um, we so talked about a six-level return uh, planar travel spell that allows you to oh, return yeah. home. I did have some ideas for planar stuff, mm -hmm. or even some lower-level ideas. Um, I don't know when we feel like delving into that. I don't have any four. I don't really have any fourth or fifth level spells, so we could fill in some spell learning. Yeah, scroll writing. So, where to dig in? 
Well, I think some new spells would be fantastic. I'm seeing your spell list. You have the capability of casting fifth level spells, but you have one fifth level spell and one fourth level spell yeah. and not much I'm, else. I think the big one that would be appropriate would be Conjure Elemental. Mm-hmm. Um, so do we want to do spell research? Do we want to... Yeah, and just roll percentiles. Yeah. Research Conjure Elemental. Conjure Elemental, fifth level spell. Okay. And there's a fourth level Conjure Elemental kin. We had talked about using that. I mean, I can cast fifth level. I don't know why we would. Like, it sounded kind of hand wavy. I think, I think that was you trying to be like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Trying to be generous I, or something, but I feel like it doesn't really make Yeah, if you sense. can cast fifth level spells, I don't know why you wouldn't just do the fifth instead of the fourth. Did we say that you could use Conjure Elemental Kin for this elemental because you knew it specifically? As you opposed were saying to, that, but... Yeah, it sounds a little woo-woo. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, the Elemental Kin do not turn against you. Hmm. All right. Spell research and magical item creation. Items that no players should create. <laughs> Spheres of ultimate destruction. Don't let your players make them, guys. Um, conducting research. Approval and modification. Success or failure. Two weeks per spell level, so at least ten weeks to research it. Um, base percent of learning is 10 plus one percentage point per relevant ability score. So your 18, your int is what? 18? 15? Well, oh, 16, I think. Okay. Plus 1% per experience level, and you are level nine? Yes. Minus twice the spell level, minus 10. So your base chance is 25%, and this increases by 10% every week. Okay. Does it ba is baseline one week or one week per spell level or something? Two weeks per spell level. So baseline for you would be ten weeks. Okay. That's a and whole there's... season to learn a spell. And there is normally. Uh... No, it's not. <clears throat> no. There's normally money involved as well, but we've got a town. We've got copper and silver mines. We literally print the money. Mm-hmm. I think the money can be hand-waved at this point because you are... Uh, and you typically need, like, a, a library. It's, I don't think you need... Oh, you do need, you need money and a library. A money, library, laboratory. Um, yeah. You have... Which we have. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Instead of a laboratory... Instead of, like, a, a proper library with a lot of historical knowledge, you have at your disposal Platos, a snake yeah. demigod, and Atropos... A mysterious witch who taught you things and knows and uh, daily much. legend lore spells, daily and legend lore, some apprentices, mm -hmm. a, an, an apprentice, and I described we had been making a library. Or Devon has been making a library. Mm -hmm. He's been like transcribing the results of his legend lore and writing down everything he knows. And mm -hmm. 
and the like. So he's building his tower into a library. Right. Um, we, if you feel like it is more appropriate, we could also go to Drexel's uh, workshop as a laboratory mm -hmm. for the summoning that seems particularly appropriate. Mm -hmm. And there is something that I do think I will want to do there, but in any case, shall I just roll a percentile die to see if I get this conjured elemental spell? Weak. <laughs> you may attempt. If the character ever resolves a re rolls a result of ninety nine or one hundred, you the spell proves unworkable and must be abandoned. So you could wait and do it uh, do fewer rolls by waiting longer, or you could make multiple checks to see if you can get it faster. Um, base chance is twenty five, and you get a cumulative ten percent bonus each time. Then. Yeah, unless I think just rolling at the baseline 10 weeks is the best way to do it. Unless you're concerned about failing, right? No. It's a 95 to 100 or something. 99 to 100, just... yeah. Only a 2% yeah. chance of uh, oh, really? ultra fail. So. All right, so shall I roll? Roll it. Oh, get it on the first try. Excellent. Makes have... sense. I mean, mm -hmm. I, uh, I literally accidentally conjured an elemental. So mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense. Uh, so please add Conjure Elemental to your spell book as you have finished up this spell after 10 weeks of working on it. Uh, what other spells... Ooh, nice. There it is. What other spells may you have wanted to learn? Oh, there was Arcane Bomb. Did we ever get oh, Arcane yeah. Bomb written? We did not. I think that would be mm -hmm. a fourth level spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, which will basically throw an Arcane Blast. Um, probably like 10 yards per level or something like that. And an Arcane Blast is like a 360 degree Arcane Spray. Yes. Nice. So now instead of coming off of you, you can hurl it a distance. Yes. Excellent. I'm wondering if we should increase the max damage as the spell levels go up. Um, uh... Yes, because these do have a, a level, a damage max on them, don't they? Yeah, because um, the, the damage max is the difference between your saving throws. Yeah, and the level one is... No, Arcane Spray is a level two spell. The level mm -hmm. two spell maxes out at 20 damage. I mm -hmm. feel like maybe we should have, like... Like, make, maybe make it 10 damage per spell level or something like that, so make Arcane Blast max out at mm -hmm. 30, or maybe... I don't know. Just a, just a thought. I'm typing up Arcane Blast now. Do you think 10 yards per level sounds reasonable? What is Fireball? 10 yards plus 10 yards per level. Well, that sounds pretty reasonable to me then. Especially because this is one spell level higher than Fireball, so same range. Mm -hmm. Slightly um, larger sphere. Fireball's a 20-foot radius. What do you think Arcane Bomb's gonna be? I was gonna do 
30 foot radius foot just because okay. that's what we've been doing yep it's probably the same 10 yards plus 10 yards per level so at level nine 100 yards mm -hmm. let's see So a fireball cast at fifth level does an average of 17 and a half damage, and then you save for potentially half of it. So for arcane bomb to be at least competitive with fireball, um, we should try and aim for a similar damage output or a more reliable damage output. We do have a slightly larger um, affected area. Um, it doesn't need to be competitive with fireball. I don't know. The spell sucks. It's a meme, right? Okay. Um, I think it. if we increase the damage cap, it can get pretty crazy versus low-level creatures, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the one thing that's nice about Arcane Bomb, actually, is that it's not fire-type explosive. Um, yeah, it only targets you can... creatures, right? Yeah, so it only targets creatures. You're not going to destroy buildings, and there's no resistance to damage for arcane bomb. Like you can easily get fire resistance, but you wouldn't get like arcane bomb damage resistance. So keeping the damage even remotely comparable to fireball, even slightly lower than fireball, I think makes it a stronger, a, str a stronger spell. It's almost like a dirty bomb that you're launching keeps all the structures intact just gets rid of the people sort of gamma ray device oh yeah all right so there's an arcane bomb see if take a look at it let's take a look see how it sounds Book or loudly calls magic word hurls ball arcane energy explodes in a blast of golden magic energy Saving throw here. Each creature within 30 feet of the point of impact makes a saving throw. If they fail, they take the amount of damage equal to the difference between their failed save and what they needed to succeed. Furthermore, characters in magical or metal armor suffer damage reduction of half. Characters wielding a shield and facing the direction may add two to their save. Alright, this is just the Diana example. Oh, yeah, I don't know. If, I think that's just an example of how the saving throw works, but... Right, right. Spell effects that penalize missile fire, but not natural effects. Grant penalty to the caster saving throw equal to missile fire penalty. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that one actually applies to Arcane Bomb anymore, because Arcane Spray comes from you as a directional thing, so um, I could see okay. it missing, but when you hurl it, I think that effect should disappear. Okay. What about Arcane Blast? Same thing. You're just saying, the, so characters would, in metal would, armor suffer reduce. Yes, that's f still fine. Build, sh shield probably still affects it. Yes. Um, just the very last penal uh, paragraph. Spell effects that penalize. Okay. Yeah, I'm I would not. scrap that. And what do you think about maximum damage hmm. for these ones? So Arcane Spray specifically calls out there are, that there are 20 missiles. Mm -hmm. I still feel like maybe there should be a damage cap, but mm -hmm. maybe we should increase it. Yeah. If it's 20 for Arcane Spray, maybe it's like 25 20, for Arcane Blast and 30 okay. for Arcane Bomb. Okay. 
Yeah, because each of these is doing more damage to any individual target and then more available targets as well. So I, I dig this. I dig this. I don't think you launch Arcane Bomb from a slingshot. I think you just magic it with your hand. Yeah. We're not that new Dota hero whose name I can't remember. Woodchuck or... I don't know. What's the guy that throws acorns that turn into trees? Oh, hoodwink. Yeah, that's the guy. We're not hoodwinking you. The maximum damage of arcane blast. Is this before reduction or after reduction? Like, do you think a creature in metal armor, the maximum damage 12 and a half or 12? Mm hmm. do think is 25 and then the maximum damage of arcane bomb is 30 all right possible higher level versions of this are maybe like ones that go off <laughs> go off every round or something like that like Repeating a fifth level arcane blaster right a fifth level spell that like randomly blows off arcane bombs every round somewhere nearby arcane cluster bomb yeah um arcane apocalypse is uh, uh the ninth level version where everyone in the world has to make a saving throw versus spell it <laughs> just rains be magic a, missiles or, from the sky yeah Arcane Storm. There you go. Oh, I like that one. We'll stick with Arcane Bomb for now. I will need to make a... I actually need to make a spell learn chance. Oh, right. Um, This is a fourth level spell. So, so there is actually... Two, and it's another 2%. Right? And another 2% higher. No. So then so, 37 the next week. There you go. So that was... Uh, nine, that 19 weeks or something like that have passed over the spell weeks. learning. Although, yes. I feel like spell learning is something that you do in downtime, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's you're not spending your whole day in spell research. Like, it's your day job, but you can still do other shit. Yeah, you can have conversations, you can go out with your friends, you can, mm -hmm. you know, take a day off in order to let your mind relax or rest. Um, and it was common. Did you ever is that a tune spell? Does that exist anywhere? Which one? A tune, the one that I made Ooh. to like attune my magic items. I don't have it on my character sheet, so I'm wondering. You like typed it down, typed it up. I didn't put it anywhere. Where were you I writing it? I don't know. I was like narrating it to you. I think I had a baby in my hand or something and I couldn't type that Let you me were. open all my notes. Dicing with death. 
Devon. A tune. Here we go. This spell synchronizes the caster with the resonant frequency of a weapon of natural material. This makes the weapon an extension of the caster's body, allowing touch attacks to be cast through the weapon and enabling it to be used as if it were a martial arts weapon. Um, that is the short version. The long one is attunes you to nine for 24 hours, allows touch attacks, fired or launched weapons are not suitable. Allows weapons to use martial arts if you're capable of using them. Must be made of natural materials. Quartz blade sword would be permitted, but a steel sword would not. Items made of wood, bone, and stone are workable, but not those made of metal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. I don't know. I don't know if you feel like sending that to me so I can add it to my spell list. Yeah. Or... Uh, and then... Here you go. And I will add both of these spells to the master spell list. Oh, if, you add, if you're adding it to there, I can just copy it, right? Is that what you're thinking? Uh, yes. The spells. Wizard, tune level two, on. Uh, ooh, we don't have verbal somatic or material for most of these. For most of what? So, arcane for which ones? Um, for attunement. Attune. It's somatic, verbal, material, but the material component is just the weapon that you are attuning to. Oh. That's list. That's on whatever you copy pasted. Oh, it is there. Okay, I'm just. Yeah crazy um the arcane bombs and sprays and blasts are verbal somatic mm -hmm. um what other spells have we made lesser disintegration did you add that one? I, I don't know if you've added all of these trollish regeneration some of these may be too op to add to the master spell list mm -hmm. but i do have material components noted for those okay excellent Uh -huh. Okay. So that was attunement. Um, so if you refresh the page, you should be able to see it. Look. All right, time to insert another. Arcane Bomb. Here we go. Uh. 
wizard. Not finding attunement, but maybe I'm looking at the wrong place. Ooh. Ooh. Second level spell. Maybe attuned. I need to keep refreshing or something. Oh, I think I know what it is. The web hosting, um, the cache dynamic searches. So I, I just need to flush the cache. Otherwise, it'll okay. take, you know, a day or two to figure it out. Speed caching, dynamic cache, flush cache. Okay. If you refresh it now. Oh, God. Uh, two. There it is. Nope. It's right there. I just can't type for shit. Arcane Bomb is level four in Devon's spellbook. Doesn't have a page number. Verbal somatic, but no material components. Which spell? Oh, Arcane, Arcane Bomb. Bomb. Yeah. Yeah. You have the tech. Are you looking at my character sheet or something? I am. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's true. I'm not finding attunement. Uh, I need to empty my cache. Probably not. I don't know. In time four, AOE is 30 foot radius sphere. Maybe just, yeah, 30 foot radius. Saving throw is special. Damage is special. No components. Oh, it's just a tune. Cool. Yeah. Arcane Bomb. Was there another one that I needed to insert? Uh, at your discretion. Uh, we've got Lesser Disintegration, we've got Trollish Regeneration. Oh yeah, let's do, do all of these. We've got Direct. Let's do Lesser Disintegrate. And I will probably steal some of these spells for our lag campaign if I ever get to these appropriate levels. Yeah, I feel like a tune wouldn't be very useful for you. Nope. Direct. Probably not. Conditionally, depending on what yeah. you encounter. Rolls for generations a little low-key. That sounds perfect. Although we need to get our hands on blood from a two-headed troll. Hmm. Hmm. You can always borrow uh, Arcane Blast. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take, I'll, uh, I'll borrow Arcane Blast right after I successfully use Arcane Spray. Are you playing? Do you have Arcane Spray? Yeah, I do. Nice. Greg just let me have, or I just told him I was going to have all of my own spells. Yeah. I don't remember how much communication there actually was over that one. You seemed fine with it. Mm hmm.
Oops, that's the wrong one. I want disintegrate. Saving throw is half. Damage is nil. Oh no, deals 1d12. Okay. Uh, optionally. Right. It's not If it's used as a touch attack, it can do d12 damage. Yeah, that's not a great touch attack. You know, it, you'd be not better off casting magic missile. Yeah, not for a fourth level. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Devon could use it to pretty devastating effect. Like, combined with a tune, you could, like... I don't think it would do... I think it would probably only do d12. I don't think it would combine with a weapon. Right, because I think the point... It doesn't matter, like, how sharp your attune... Like, like it doesn't... I specifically call that no bonus for strength, because, like, you're disintegrating whatever you touch, so it almost doesn't matter... Right. ...how hard you disintegrate them or how sharp you disintegrate them. You just, like, carve away... Right, right. Chunks of damage. Wizard. Trollish regeneration. Yeah, level three. Book Devon. No page number. Tablet number 334 in the uh, archives (laughs) of Necrot. (laughs) Necromancy. Touch. One round per level. Casting time six. Save is not applicable. Damage is not applicable. Material components. Blood from a two-headed troll. Which is consumed in the casting. And here's the description. Uh, What do you think the residual magic on trollish regeneration would be? Like a, a faint image of a troll around the person, or like a, a little miniature. This is like what you see if you cast detect magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you see like a little miniature phantom troll walking along the person's arms. I think like combined with the person, they're like overlapping mm-hmm. with the person, right? Like the, yeah, yeah. Like a faint ghostly image of a troll. I think it'd be like the second, they'd like have a second head that's a troll's head and like a troll's body like merged into there. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Does this mean you can't use the spell on creatures who naturally have two heads? Because then there'd be no place for the phantom troll to look? Um, I think they're, I mean, I think it's going to look like weird clipping error anyways, right? Okay. That It'd be like a, a residue of a two-headed troll overlapping with yeah. their body. So that's a rare spell. That's a rare spell. That's a rare spell. These are all rare spells. Is there a unique category? Uh, no, I just have common, uncommon, rare. Hmm. And rare is, you know, close enough to unique. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. 
Oh, we already do have direct input here as well. Wonderful. Okay, guess we did that last week. Yeah. Okay, so that should be all your spells added in. Cool. Um, I don't think we're gonna do this now, but do you wanna hear some ideas I have for yes. dimension magic or interplanar stuff? Absolutely. So I thought of some like, so starting, I should probably have written this down or I'll write this down eventually, but now I'll just brainstorm. Um, so starting with like the low level stuff, I think a first level spell would be like a like astral breadcrumbs or something. Mm-hmm. And you would leave behind little, like the material component would be like crusty bread or something, but you'd leave behind breadcrumbs mm-hmm. that allow you to like track your path through as- other planes. Although presumably you could use it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, I don't know, one turn per level spell or something like that. And you can just leave these like magic breadcrumbs that allow you to like track your passage. Okay. So it just sort of like leaves, would they be visual or would you need like a detect magic to see them? I don't know. That's something that could hash out. I mean, it'd obviously be better if you'd need to detect magic or be the caster or something, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, because it would be nice to not leave a trail of them so someone else could Mm -hmm. follow you. Yeah, but maybe that's, I mean, if it's just like a first level spell. And then like a better second level version would be just like an astral cord or something. I don't know if you have the concept of an astral, what is it called? Silver cord? Silver cord or whatever that follows behind you. But being able to like conjure that and like have it follow after you so you could find your way back. So like you could... The reason it was both these spells, I was thinking, like imagining Devon jumping into the, jumping into a portal to an elemental plane and wandering around. How do you find, or even going into any portal, how do you find your way back? Mm-hmm. Follow your trail breadcrumbs, or maybe you just have like a conjure an astral cord that follows behind you and allows you to like retrace your steps and get your way out. So, how is this a big improvement over the breadcrumbs? Um, I don't know. I guess it's. I guess it would have to be in terms of just duration or. Yeah, I guess it doesn't have to be, or maybe mm. it's either or. Maybe the spells are relevant, especially if you mm-hmm. already have an astral cord. Yeah, I'm not. I still haven't developed the astral yeah. plane in my mind. Yeah. Um, I like the the concept of these magical breadcrumbs that leave. Yeah. Nothing physical. They don't change anything, but they just leave a trail of magic that you can right. then follow. You could use it in a and maze. I... You could use it on other planes of existence. It, it sounds like mm-hmm. a really cool method of of doing stuff. Yeah, I think that could be a fun mm-hmm. low level, like dimensional spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of higher level, I was thinking about like to be, I guess, Georg's gone, but uh, <laughs> dimension spells. Um, uh, things, spells that like interact or disrupt the fabric of space time. So, like a third or fourth level version. Gosh, I'm like racking my brain. It's been a week since I was thinking about this. Um, what did I call it? Like dimensional. God, what? Wrinkle. Then what? I I had a better name for it. Basically, you like, you it like taps space time and open and like opens up any portals that may be nearby. 
So like it sends a ripple out through, yeah, through space time and like opens up any, any port, has a chance to open up any portals that might be closed or any like thinner areas. Opening portals or areas of thinness between dimensions. Yeah. Or, or like extra dimensional space, pockets of extra dimensional space. So it like like a bag of holding would have a chance to spill open an extra dimensional pocket. Or at least would be it would reveal these areas of extra dimensional space. Hmm. Dimensional pulse. Gosh, I thought through this stuff weeks ago, and and then the, that was based on a higher level version that that would like tear through dimensional space. It's like an extra dimensional tear. So this, so in in lieu of like a higher level like let's just teleport to a new plane i literally rip through the fabric and you can open a temporary portal to a, an adjacent plane so like from mm. the prime material plane you can go to the shadow plane to the ethereal plane mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so uh, so this is another idea i was having for like making some of this interplanar travel higher level without making it higher level is like requiring multiple castings so like a fourth mm. level spell that requires one casting per plane, like you can tear from the prime material plane to the ethereal plane, but if you need to go to the astral plane, you've got to have two fourth level spell slots, which basically adds one to the level requirement. Right, so what or, you would be like a series of jumps. You, this plane yeah. is four jumps away, so I would need either four castings of the spell or I need to spend days on one of these other planes memorizing again. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So I think that would, yeah. So, and I guess a lot of this is dependent on how you envision your planes being, but. Mm -hmm. Chat says dimensional ripple. Maybe it was dimensional ripple. And then this would be like dimensional tear where you like slice through space time. And I think it would be semi-temporary where like the plane mm -hmm. would eventually heal itself up. Mm -hmm. There'd probably be some variable amount of time where there's like a, a rip between planes and then eventually it seals itself up. So if Maybe you're like- there's some yeah. In a, a deep mine where earth elementals have been seen, you could use this spell to tear open a a rift between the prime material plane and the earth elemental plane, and then like use that to walk into. Maybe earth elemental is a bad example because there's not much space to walk, but you know, mm -hmm. you could crawl into it somehow between the the areas, and then that that would heal on its own accord. With yeah. this, um, so like if you have a portal like a proper magical portal that you built, but it's currently deactivated and this spell I, goes off near it, it would like activate and open the portal. I was thinking that like the dimensional ripple, the lower level version would be mm -hmm. able to have a chance of doing that. Like you could, I don't know, basically tap on 
tap on the boundaries of your plane and that would have a chance to like reopen. So I would see portals as like a weak spot in the, mm -hmm. or maybe like with a rip, like with a particular, like a with an actual portal, like the physical device to like channel it, like maybe a maybe tapping the boundaries of the plane is enough to open a portal. Mm -hmm. Whereas like if you're a higher level wizard, you can just like tear your way through. I would imagine there'd be some chance for adverse effects. I mean, just like permanently making that play say thinness between planes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe open and then um, so this is ripple and this is the tear and the tear would force open. Mm-hmm. And then you probably need a spell to actually find the thin places where the planes, the, the places where the planes are thin together, right? Because that's not yeah. easy to find. So we would need some sort would, of. Would like, that be for the, would the, would that be for the tear would, or for, the uh, for either of them? If the, if either yeah. of them open weak places, we need a way to find weak places, right? Yeah, yeah. Although potentially, you if you're powerful enough, you can just tear your way through from anywhere now. Mm -hmm. That's true. I, I'm. There is work to be done to hash out the details, but I expect there would be a certain point of call it. Mm -hmm. Just like yeah. I want to go, here's my spot. I'm a 20th level mage. I can just rip a hole right here to whatever plane I want. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm only seventh level. I need to find a gentle spot where the, the thickness of the planes isn't too much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe in any, maybe any of these spells have a chance to have a chance of success that increases based on the suitability of the location. Hmm. I like this because it gives some narrative explanation for why you would like build a portal, right? Like you could build a portal to like engineer a thin spot between planes or like create a, or, like bound the framework to prevent the tear from spreading and causing right. some instability. Right. I like this instead of like as a limited jump to etherealness. So like rather than just being able to like anywhere you want, you take you and all your friends to the ethereal plane. It makes it like, okay, I can, I can like punch my way through to the ethereal plane if the conditions are right, or if I want to risk like tearing up the fabric of space time. Yeah. But I can't, I don't, we don't just like, we don't just like teleport to the ethereal plane. We like open a portal to the ethereal plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How well does the mic, <laughs> mic pick up the baby noises? It picks up the adorable baby noises. <laughs> it's not adorable when you do it. Yeah, well, it's not, not adorable a baby when anymore. I do it either. I don't know who has more hair, you or her. Ooh. You know, I probably have more because my head is maybe a little bit bigger, but she, yeah, hers is probably a little a bit thicker. Uh, yeah, it's still not as big as yours. <gasps> Did you see, I found a school named after you on our 
house hunting trip. Pictures. Okay. Ryan's not that uncommon of a name. No, but it's probably a their last name. Ryan Rhino Elementary School. That's oh, there was Ryan. Maybe I didn't look close. Oh enough. yeah, the second picture was um, it's the home of the rhinos. Oh really? Yeah, and it's like a STEM school or for a STEM elementary school or whatever. Oh it's wow! Just, I guess I didn't look close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ryan doesn't matter as a. Yeah, I yeah, looked yeah. at the first one. I didn't look at the second one. The literal rhino. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a microscope on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a great day to be a rhino. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is dumb. He just saw my name somewhere and sent a picture of me. No, <laughs> a picture no, no. Of me? No, I saw Welcome Home Rhinos, and I was like, oh, my God, I should get a picture of that. And then as we circled back around to see it again, <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw that it was called Ryan Elementary School. And I was like, shit. Okay. Now we've got to wow. send a picture. Okay. Anyway, side story. Yeah. So just some brainstorming I was doing that uh, may be interesting at some point. I don't know that we're going to flesh those out right here or yeah not right here right now i need to work on the interdimensional planes a little bit more Mm -hmm. um and that's probably something i'll tap you for some advice on from time to time Mm -hmm. okay um well we've been at it for about an hour somehow so why don't we take our first break right here i need to go get some to drink and we'll be back in a few more minutes with some more dicing with death see you shortly Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dyson with Death. So, spells made, spells entered into databases, spells discussed. Devon, what you up to after learning these spells? Um, what's happened in that time? What's the status of the silver mine? What's the status of Necrot? What is my tower looking like? Right, right, right. So, um, you have been building this tower. You have been pulling Earth from the elemental plane of Earth through the gateway portal. Um, You've been extruding it and then fabricating it after having cast ESP on a craftsman to help gain some insight into construction and architectural concepts. Mm -hmm. Um, In the meantime, you built a copper mine and started minting copper coins. You found a silver mine after chasing an elemental around. You learned Mm -hmm. to summon these elementals and made some other cool, fun spells. Um, So I think the next big thing is that Shelter Bay is coming up against a problem. Some of the construction material, well, most of the construction materials, they get there because Shelter Bay is sort of carved into a rock wall. So you don't need materials to build it so much as you just need to like carve stuff out and chuck it into the sea or haul it away. Uh, What they do need in Shelter Bay is good lumber to extend like piers and docks actually onto into the water. Um, and the source of that lumber has been that forest right next to Shelter Bay. And you will get a messenger arriving in Necrot one day saying that one of the wood cutting parties that went into the woods wasn't heard from for a couple of days. So eventually a search party was sent out after them and their remains were found stacked in a sort of like a neat circle 
that looked like some sort of writing or some sort of rune or some sort of like arcane sign or sigil. There was some sort of meaningful arrangement of the body parts that had been like severed from the main corpses. And clearly not all the body parts were present and accounted for. And what was left was arranged in a way. This led the people to freak the fuck out. Yeah. Abandon the forest and send a runner to Devon to sort out what is going on. Sounds most intriguing. Is this after all of the spell research? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or near the ending of the spell research, maybe last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you are at full by now. Yeah. Devon will set out for Shelter Bay. I don't has Devon ever been there? Or has he just heard tales of it? You helped select a location. Yeah. Was that a person or was that just from a map? I am a cartographer. Mm Mm-hmm. So presumably, I, yeah. Presumably you visited the place to help map it out and decided on the exact location. Although I expect the construction of most of it is being done by other people. Although the construction method sounded very much Devon's Alley. Mm-hmm. Like digging into cliff faces with uh, disintegration spells, mm-hmm. or fabricating into cliff faces. Like it sounds like maybe he got it started, mm-hmm. and they continued from there using more old-fashioned techniques. But okay, so I think I have. I think I was probably there before it was built, surveying it. Yeah. In the time that we've skipped, Devon has probably spent a good deal amount of time mapping out the land and carving it into stone tablets and the like. Mm-hmm. Maybe taking notes on Papyrus. <clears throat> um, although with his clairvoyance, he can go... I think, actually, that might only be like one hex away. So maybe he does need to do it by, by hand. Anyways, it seems like it's time to revisit Shelter Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I will procure some rations to avoid uh, the drama from last time. Ah, Yes. And you gather yourself plenty of rations. Yeah, let's see. Weight can I handle? 55 pounds, maybe about 20 pounds of rations. All right. We've got 10 days worth of rations. Should be enough. Oh. Oh, no. someone might need a diaper change. Uh-oh. We'll give her a minute to keep working through, but uh okay. We're going to we're going to take another break or you can entertain the people while uh, I take care of this little one. Yeah, I know that sounds uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um So, Devon will set out presumably on foot. Do we have horses? <laughs> Or camels? No, I think this is a pretty rocky area. Um, it's not very conducive to holding horses here because the hills don't have quite the same grasslands that the um, the lowlands would. Mm-hmm. So if there are horses kept here, fodder probably has to be brought in to support them, or they're like scrawny, weak, short horses. Okay. What about like camels or... I think you mostly carry things by goat is what we had discussed earlier. Okay. All right, but 
You can't ride a goat. You cannot ride a goat. So Devon sets off on foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On foot we go. Where is oh there's my It is going to be what a one, two, three day journey to Shelter Bay for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're bringing back the runner who came to find you. Are you taking anyone with you? Most importantly, are you taking your apprentice with you or are you leaving them behind? Ooh. Is this a learning experience or is this too dangerous for them and they need to go make you some more scrolls of papyrus? Mm, unless there is something important to be done in Necroth that they're seeing too, I think uh, Cassandra will tag along. Excellent. Okay. You bring Cassandra and you will head out. Uh, no encounter. No encounter. Encounter that you don't care about. Cool. You mean, how do you know I don't care about it? I catch the cockatrice. <sighs> Three days later, you with Cassandra and this runner in tow will arrive at Shelter Bay. And you will see that the people here are sort of in two camps at this moment. There is the group that is camping on the ground uh, and they've moved like away from where the city is being built and are camping um, outside of the woods. And then there is a group who is living on ships and boats. And then the construction of the town is sort of coming from two ends. You know, you've got the people who are building the piers and they often work from boats. And you've got people who are building the um, the actual town itself in the cliff face and they're working from land and they work together, but they sort of like live in two separate camps. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you will walk through the land camp, see the water camp, as you make your way towards Shelter Bay and the workers, craftsmen, laborers, camp people that show up and help these folks out, laundry doers and whatnot, will hop out of their tents to come see Devon the Divine of Necrot show mm-hmm. up himself to deal with this corpse circle, what they're calling yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Am I greeted by anyone in particular or just a crowd of onlookers? A crowd of onlookers, you would probably recognize at least a couple of people here, maybe a lead architect and lead foreman, unnamed people that we haven't dealt with um, so far. Yeah. I will turn to the messenger then and ask Mm -hmm. him how far into the woods is the, uh, are the bodies. Uh, Two miles. Uh, What time of day is it? Five in the afternoon on a autumn day. So a few hours of daylight left. Um, I suppose let's uh, get straight to it then. Okay. And Cassandra and I are, will head out. Can you lead the way or do you need a break? Messenger. I, I can show you. I was the one who found them. I will, I'll be happy to take you there and the messenger will set out immediately you can find the trail through the woods where all the really large trees have been felled the ones that were good enough to like create pylons or make bridges 
um, while most of the smaller trees have been left aside or the trees that are like too thick around to be useful have been left. It's clear they're picking a very specific type of tree. And along this path and swath of destruction you follow, there's a trail for part of it where the trees get dragged and then that trail vanishes as you get deeper into the woods and you reach a point where the messenger will stop and say, well, this is as far as we harvest. We don't harvest anything past here or haven't yet. Um, but it's beyond this point where we found the bodies. That's why it took us so long because we don't haven't gone past here very often. Well, Devon continues walking, leaning against his staff. All right. And looking about. Um, Cassandra probably 15 feet behind him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can get another mile or so into the woods when the you The messenger are, leading the way. The messenger is leading the way. Or at least, like, yeah. pointing the way. When you find a natural depression in the ground, it's almost like a like a, a semi-sphere of an impression. At the very middle of it is some standing water. Not a lot, just probably what collected from the last few rainfalls and hasn't quite evaporated yet. The grasses mm-hmm. down there are a little bit taller. The trees are a little bit bigger. Um, and the messenger will point mouth agape at this area and say they were... The parts were right here. They were down in the depression. There was... There were arms and legs and hands and torsos and necks. In in this pond, Devon says, looking into the water. Uh, around the pond, there's you the know pond. the pond's in the very middle, but the depression you know it slopes up, and there's, the water doesn't fill the whole depression, only the like the the very middle of it. And Devon sort of looks around with his eyes. Does he see any uh, any disturbances? Any blood? Any like mm-hmm. impressions where like a foot may have been sitting? No, um, there's nothing obvious, nothing that you can tell with just a, a casual look around. There's certainly no blood or signs of this mess. Turning um, to Cassandra, he says, do you detect any magic? She will step she forward. Will, and she'll cast her vanilla detect magic mm-hmm. spell. She will cast it and look about, point to the water and say, in the water, there's something. I, I detect... Roll your 20% chance or 10% chance or whatever. (laughs) She can get the school or strength automatically. Strength automatically, school is the percentage. There's there's a moderate level of magic in the water. I I can't tell what school. It blurs before me. How deep does the pool look? It is like gross, nasty water that is uh, opaque. On approaches the edge of the pool. And so you crawl down into, or climb down into the depression. Oh, does it need to be? Cli- it's not a gradual depression. It's like a, it's like a, the, a sinkhole or something. Yeah, it's not so steep that you probably need both your hands, but it, it's a a careful walk down. We would call it, you know, difficult terrain or, you know, almost a climb check needed. Um, you can okay. ascend and descend fairly easily, like fairly reliably but it's one of those moments where like the footing is unstable and it's kind of steep and you like grab onto a, a tree over here to position yourself and like put your staff on this over I'm here gonna go, i'm gonna go take care of this one do you want to take a break or do you want to entertain the people uh, we'll take a short break while you're away okay see you guys very soon
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. You've arrived at the pond. The murky, gross-looking pond in the depression. that The pond radiates magic. The depression is difficult to climb down into, but doable. No check required, just there's not a hasty egress, you know. Mm-hmm. I ponder at the top of the of this uh, indentation for a moment, thinking mm. what to do. How much of my shit to waste? How powerful was the magic? She said? she said it was moderate. Okay. What are you thinking, Devon? I mean, I can breathe underwater, but I'm trying to avoid getting all mucky and gross. Hmm. <clears throat> I've got a potion of sweet water, but it seems like a waste until I can make my own. Mm-hmm. And like having one lets you make one, or makes it easier to research one, so it's probably better to hang on to. Hmm. <clears throat> Perhaps using fabricate might be a good option. It's a lot of MP, but I think I'll, I think I'll use fabricate to like dig a trench. Mm -hmm. Removing or to like make a culvert to like direct water away from this pool. Well, the pool's at the bottom of this depression, so how you'd have to do some pretty good digging to drain it. Yeah, does that not seem eminently feasible? It is definitely feasible. It's just a matter of time and effort. You have yeah. the magic in order to make this happen, and if mm-hmm. you wanted to put... I, I haven't done the math, but off the top of my head with your spells, I imagine it would be a few days, probably. Yeah. If the depression's like... 20 feet deep, that means you need to dig like a 20 foot trench out to somewhere and make mm-hmm. like another hole that's deep enough to collect water. I don't know how long it would take you to dig a 20 foot trench. I assume you could do it relatively easily, but probably take a few days worth of spell casting. I want to do a few days. Um, I will cast a clairvoyance, pulling a crystal ball from my backpack. Mm hmm enchanting it and sending it down hovering into the into the into the pit whatever this is and into mm-hmm. the water excellent i'm guessing the vision is probably less than 120 feet underwater but most definitely that's hopefully once it gets beneath like the uh scummy surface hopefully i can see at least a little bit at least a couple of feet that is the hope um and it is sort of dampened by finding that the pond is not that deep 
it's maybe only eight inches deep or so, and then you just hit a, a dirty, muddy, algae-filled bottom. This pond is too small for anything of substantial size to reside in or use for cover or anything at all. In that case, the eye will hover just above the surface of the water and, like, just rotate and sit, stick the lens in past the top scummy layer, mm-hmm. right in the center of the pool mm-hmm. where we think that magic is. Yeah, well, it gazes in. And do I see anything? You just see dirty pond water. Gross. If I look around for a few minutes, there should be a source of the magic here, but... Do you have any relevant skill checks that you would like to make here? Um, well, first I'll turn to my my apprentice for direction to like where the magic was. The whole pond, all the water. Oh. Why didn't Everything. you say so? I'm, I'm sorry, Master Devon. I'm so sorry. Uh, the whole water radiates magic. I will withdraw the eye from the pond. <clears throat> hmm And have it hover. I guess it can only it's hazy beyond 120 feet, so it's probably not great for getting a bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can only so I'll go 120 feet. It should be like up into the canopy. Yeah, uh, above the trees even. Overhead. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um, make me a perception check from way up here. you can do it there we are yeah um you will notice that there seems to be some smoke rising from a campfire or like a chimney or something um not too far away from here i'm probably outside of that 120 feet in that zone that is a little bit hazy you probably wouldn't be able to notice it if it wasn't this like dark smoke rising above the canopy and sort of wafting back and forth so in your through the the crystal ball it's just kind of like this weird line that wavers a little bit um but you're a wise enough smart enough man to know that that means smoke and not like i don't know phantom snakes or Tendrils of the air. So the... I, uh... Clairvoyant eye will hover over the canopy towards the smoke. Yes. And descend Uh, on this cabin. Is, Is it a cabin? It is a collection of... Huts might be a little bit of a generous, somewhere between tent and hut. You know, a little bit more permanent than a tent, but still pretty uh, rudimentary construction. There's a, a group of four of these with a, a much smaller one nearby as well, with a campfire settled in the middle of them. Um, around the campfire, you can see what appears to be three people, one of whom has noticed this uh, thing in the sky and is like jabbing the others and pointing up towards this this floating eyeball in the sky. Hmm. 
Do they look like ordinary people? Are they armed? They armored? are humans. Um, they're wearing skins and, uh, you know, Neolithic age clothing. But otherwise than that, they, they look normal. They look human. It is a group of one, one young woman, one old man, and a middle-aged woman. Um, I will bring the eye back to me. Mm-hmm. I'm saying as I do so to my companions, who I can't probably can't see because my eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's some kind of encampment through the woods. Do you know who lives here? I didn't think anyone lived here. We haven't seen any people uh, in this region. They're wearing skins. They appear to be... No. People of the woods? What do we call them? Hobos? Woods people? Uh, Cavemen? Uh, Cavemen. (laughs) I don't know. Once the eye returns to me, Mm -hmm. I will... uh, Hopefully now it's like air dried from the scummy water. Mm-hmm. Return it to my bag and set off on foot towards his camp. All right. Um, on your way to the camp, you see people from the camp coming towards you. Mm-hmm. See these three folks led by the middle-aged woman with the uh, the young woman and the old man behind her. And she carries in one hand a a cudgel that looks like it's been um, studded with some sort of rocks along the outside. It almost looks like a a cricket bat. It's kind of like flat and broad with like sharp rocks on the edges. Um, And she'll hoist it over one shoulder in a confident show of strength and say to you in the common tongue, who goes there? I am Devon. Who are you? I am... Priva. Did you roll her name? Give dice with names on it? Oh, you're determined. No, I have um, a little an inkwell that I use to fill my fountain pen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says private reserve on it. And so I just cut off the TE at the end and said her name was Priva. Cool. Good DMing tip for all of you people out there. If you ever need a name, just look at the stuff around you and chop something in half. There's a name. What are you doing out here? I could ask you the same question. You've come into my home, into my woods. What are you doing Mm. here? Hmm. Your woods. Hmm. I, uh, represent Necrot. We, uh, look over this whole peninsula. Hmm. So I, uh... I know the name Necrot. Why do I know that name? I just told you. Spires of Necrot look out over this whole peninsula. I... 
hold myself responsible for all these lands, including these woods, and there have been strange disturbances as of late. Can you yes. tell me of the pool? Gesturing over my shoulder. Um, she gives you a long, hard, steady gaze, like she already knows what this pool is, and she's... I read her mind using my uh, judging you. Serona, my crown. Ooh, is there a saving throw involved? Nope. I get her surface thoughts automatically. She gets a saving throw if I, like, torture her and use it to interrogate her. But right. um, Her surface thoughts are why the hell is this man asking about the pool? Does he know? Or is he just asking questions? Do I know what I say in response to her thought? She takes a step back. You're a warlock. She looks over her shoulder. This man is dangerous. He reads minds. Stand back. And she like waves them away and they kind of scurry back 30 or 40 feet. Uh, She draws out her broad cudgel with the rocks on the sides, holding it in one hand and the other. Don't be foolish. You, uh... She... She isn't foolish. She doesn't approach or attack. Um, I seek only, uh... to protect you and the people of Shelter Bay from... whatever is disturbing these lands. Who butchered my men? Were those your men who wandered into my lands? Does she, I, came into my mind, village? Like reading her mind, is, is, it, is it apparent to me that she's, that she... Yeah, there them? are some flashbacks to her swinging her cudgel at these people. Um, cracking bones, severing skin with the sharp rocks at the edge. It's just a quick flash of, like, remembering the battle and the slaying. Vaughn narrows his eyes. Your people. Why? They came into my woods. They chopped down our trees. They entered our lands. I dealt with them as need be when they came into our village looking for our food, tipping over our baskets. It was a pleasure to slay them. These are only your woods by my divine grace. Tell me why I should why I should spare you. Your divine Uh, grace? um, Orphea watches over us and protects us. You have no power here. Go back, warlock, before you are devoured. Do I know what Orphea? Does Orphea sound familiar? Mm Mm-mm. New name. How long does it take for me to activate the Serona and Legend lore? Is it instantaneous? Is it like a round action? It's got to be at least a one-round action full concentration I think my eyes like roll back into my head or maybe like do they like glaze over glowing white or blue or something Mm. as I commune with uh, with 
my artifact to legend lore this Orphea. Okay. Let's see what her reaction to this is. Yeah, this could be her opening, right? I'm mm -hmm. clearly like channeling something. Mm -hmm. She can charge. Um, she rolls pretty good. Uh, Devon has a reaction just of one on his charisma. Okay, so and that this... will move her from, ooh, just almost to a, moves her to the threshold. Um, meaning what? Meaning she was gonna be aggressive, but she, she hesitates because I'm so, uh, so No, if, you're, if your charisma had been one higher, it would have gone mm. from hostile to threatening. So as your eyes roll back, she sees her opening and uh, she breaks into a sprint and a charge. And you can hear your apprentice behind you shouting, Devon, Devon, she's mm -hmm. coming. Um, I um, suppose that will probably allow she... you to interrupt if you're channeling if you want, but I feel like she's gonna I get don't a... think I, I feel like I've finished the channel. I think I wanna know who Orphea is. I think she gets a free ambush off on Devon. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Um, her stats are. Let me check to see if she has high strength or not. Nope. Okay. So she will make a basic attack at plus three to hit you. Um, so she'll roll a total of 12. If you are no. channeling and oh, is there you a... don't have your dex or defensive style. Dex, I have an armor spell and I have a okay. magic, an enchanted scarab. Then you are There's fine. There's enough to, uh, that my magic deflects it. Yeah, I don't have my defensive style or my dexterity, right. but I think I have so, 13 from a five from magic. Something seems off there. Oh, I, armor is... Four. Armor's four, scarab. scarab is one. Yeah. yeah. So my surprise AC is 16. That seems wrong, but anyways. Still um, a miss. So she approaches, then it like thunks off of this like layer of force over Devon, mm -hmm. who almost doesn't appear to notice her. That means... He spends the round channeling. Yes. Um, legend lore. This gives you information about things, histories, pasts, peoples, items. Who is Orphea? Typically, it's like a full day research thing where you like, mm -hmm. but I've got this artifact that lets me do it once per day at will. Right, so give certain information often in some sort of cryptic form always in some sort of cryptic form rhyme riddle anagram cipher sign like the dm's supposed to just come up with these on the fucking fly and be like here's this anagram of this thing that's happening here's that's this why, uh, uh you know that's, that's why it's a full day spell that costs like a thousand gp ah uh, right right it's the be kind to your dm spell excellent
Um, you will get the um, Orphea is the elder sister of Slopot. Salopt. Salops? Salopt. I feel like that's self-referential. Salopt. Am I supposed to know that, too? Um, I do have a folklore skill. Like, am I supposed to know these names? uh, No, this is definitely a name that you have not heard before. Okay. Cool. Um, But, you know, maybe... Yeah. Maybe you cannot decipher the rhyme, riddle, anagram, cipher, sign, etc. in the middle oh, of combat. Uh, so we Can will... I get a spelling for that? Or... S-A-L-O... S-A-L-O-P-T. Okay. Plotos. Um, I will roll initiative versus her, though. Mm-hmm. She will roll initiative versus you with her heavy cudgel. Uh, 13? I would say the cudgel's uh, initiative 6. Slower than a sword. I get a 7, but I'm using all of my attacks for maneuvers. I'm going to use my staff to trip her. I'm going to use my offhand to catch her cudgel. Um, And I think that's all I've got this round. Staff to trip, offhand to catch cudgel. Yeah, so trip first. Okay. Um, oop, uh, that's not working. Is it still not working? No, there's 13. I've got pull trip pulled up. Let's see. If he hits, makes an opposed strength against their dexterity or strength. Uh, so it's a, so it's a 13 to hit. Um, yes, you don't need to, there's no penalty to the hit. It's just a regular attack. Just a regular attack. Okay. Then uh, 13 will strike. And a post strength. Yeah. Uh, they get their dex or strength, whichever's better. Ooh, okay. It is their strength. At 15. Oh, one shy. All right, so I swipe out her legs with... Uh... Mm-hmm. Cudgel. I guess. I guess I'll like offensive disarm as well. Like I with the offhand. Yeah. I mean, I declared it a disarm. I thought I would cash it as she strikes, but let me let me see if there's significant difference. I think defensive. You just declare before your turn, and then yeah, you so can I do can just roll my dis- I can just roll my disarm now. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. I make a, an attack roll against AC twenty, and they roll against AC sixteen. Um, however, they are prone, so I feel like giving you a um, if you get a four point bonus for using a two handed weapon or a weapon in two hands, I feel like you should get at least a plus two bonus for someone being prone. So we'll give you a plus two bonus. Oh, not working. Twenty-two. So I succeed. Um, She gets a a roll, so it's quite possible for her to roll lower. 
than that. And she still and has still to see. hit AC 16, though. Yes. So she fails to hit AC 16. So I, like, I trip her with my staff, and I think I catch the cudgel as she's falling. Mm-hmm. Um, you have disarmed this woman. I lower it to her. She still has got an action this turn, but I say, take me to your serpent. Wow. Give me a charisma check here, Devon. You have easily disarmed her, knocked her down, didn't kill her, showing some level of restraint. Oh, natural 20. I think these, I think this tribe is going to uh, join the fold, join the empire of Necrot. Uh, I'm, I'm her warlock now. Yeah. She slowly gets to her feet um, and gives you a deep respectful bow and says you have bested me you are clearly more than match for me i shall take you to orphea i flip the cudgel in my hand sort of feeling its weight as a weapon it's heavy Uh, is it a one-handed or two-handed weapon it's a two-handed weapon oh really yeah um but i think i will i'll hand it back to her or hold the hilt back out to her she seems surprised that you would mm-hmm. rearm her so quickly and yeah. comments as such. I ignore it. Um, I say, I'm, I'm sorry my people raided your baskets. I would offer to uh, compensate you, but I feel like you have already, the debt has already more than been more than repaid in blood. I... To be honest, I was hoping to... Uh, read the bone runes myself. Wordlessly, she leads you back to that same pond you saw just 140 feet away, 150 feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, you arrive. It looks much the same. Your assistant follows you. Your your guide follows you. And she will point to the scummy pond in the middle and say, There. Deep within those waters lives Orphea. How often does she emerge? Rarely. We bring her food. We make her sacrifices. We do not see when she comes or goes or how she does so. But she watches over us, protects us. Usually. Hmm. Is there a way to summon her? She looks at the guide and your apprentice and goes, yes. There is. I like make a pointed sidelong glance to her companions. Mm -hmm. She requires human flesh. Mm, No. Animal will do just fine. We make what offerings we can. Vegetables, nuts, 
fruits, berries, meats, fish. No shellfish. Hmm. I suppose I will call. I will carefully... Descend the uh, into the or towards the pool. You said it was like it was like a steep drop. Yeah, it's how you know, far? Not quite vertical, but almost vertical, and then it shallows out kind of quickly. So the first like five feet are pretty tough, and then mm-hmm. the remaining fifteen feet are significantly easier until it's practically flat. Um. Um. I'll go ahead and burn my fab- burn a fabricate spell to make a staircase down. So this process probably takes nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hear these new savage people mutter under their breath as you what convert trees into staircases before their I very think eyes. If possible, I'll carve it. I'll do as before and carve it into the earth. Okay. This will this reduces the AOE from a cubic foot to a, from a cubic yard to a cubic foot. Mm-hmm. But I think we calculated that I can do like a couple or it was like two plus flights of stairs per casting, something like that. Just like based right, we like calculated mm-hmm. the surface area, and so it just like etches into the <laughs> into the ground, yeah. yeah, into the ground here, like some like compacts yeah. it into like some compacted dirt steps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you said it was five feet down how far down 20 feet total 20 feet so that's um, that seems about like one fabricate worth yeah. of steps and you only really need steps for the first like five mm-hmm. to fifteen five to ten feet uh, and the remainder is negligible difficulty yeah. so uh, with no trouble at all you create a stairway down uh, they mutter the and murmur at the impressive magic performed before them and keep a distance from you as you descend the stairs. And I call out Orphea. And uh, hope that it may be this easy, but perhaps I w- it will not. Hmm. Hmm. All out to Orphea. And I, yeah, I stick the end of my staff in and like perturb the water, like stir the the water. Um. So, is my ESP still going? It's been two minutes plus a round of combat, so three minutes plus um, a round of talking, four minutes, and then it was only 150 feet, so five or six minutes long. Um, I think that's probably... lasts one round per level. I don't know what level the... uh, I think it's um, your level. 
so okay. So there should be a few minutes left. Mm -hmm. I would like to extend the ESP into the pool to see if I can sense the creature there. Yeah, you um, it's swirl it by... with your staff. Yeah. And you notice that your staff doesn't clip the bottom of the pond um, at all when you, you swirl it, like as if the, the bottom has shifted or moved. And as you push the ESP into the water, you can detect some sort of serpent down there. The thoughts are pretty empty at this point. It's sort of just a a lurking presence that reveals itself in a serpentine form. Mm -hmm. Um, the water's not like corrosive or anything, right? I can prod my staff down in there without risks. There's no smells coming off of it that would indicate that it's corrosive. And um, there is what appears to be some sorts of algae growing in it. You can see like dead leaves floating in it. So the leaves haven't corroded away or anything um but it seems like it goes down like there's like a portal or or something you said, yeah when you looked the... in it just looked like a flat you know the, there's just ground at the bottom and now that you're stirring the staff you know as you stir there's like some variation in the height and you would have expected to have hit the bottom of the pond mm -hmm. by now and yet your swirling staff does not yeah There's a presence in the water. Yeah. Um, those men you ate, I say, your latest sacrifice was from me. Um, I'm sort of feeling with ESP to like gauge whether she can hear me, whether she's like reacting to to my words or whether it like doesn't you can hear your words reflected in the ESP uh, as in like the the words are coming to the mind of the creature who is understanding them mm -hmm. almost as if they're reciting them in their mind as you speak them mm -hmm. so you're, you're definitely being heard yeah the water begins mm -hmm. to bubble a little bit bubbles trickle to the surface pop um, not a lot just a small amount of bubbling going on mm -hmm. but whatever is within is not making any um, steps to present itself yeah Devon will scoff and walk off. Okay. In search of a sacrifice. I think what he's going to do is go back to Shelter Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassandra is used to his behavior and probably follows after him without being told to. The messenger is probably like, what is going on? And eventually... The messenger picture. is sticking with you. He's not staying yeah. around with this woman who cudgels his friends to death. Yeah. And I will head back to Shelter Bay to collect some goats or something to throw mm -hmm. into the pond. 
yeah by the time you get back to shelter bay the sun is going down it's not completely set um, but mm-hmm. it is getting on towards evening the other people that you saw that you met did not follow you they did mm-hmm. not come yeah that's fine yeah and this is when your guide will ask you on your way back lord devon i i don't mean to question your judgment but why did you not slay the creature right there the the woman why why let her live and walk away is it it true what she said did the uh did the people of shelter bay raid her village she is the only surviving witness to that occurrence as far as i know I have seen her thoughts. I think she spoke the truth of it. Perhaps murdering them was uh, a bit extreme, but uh, one has a right to defend their possessions, do they not? You came into my house and kicked over my table. I would slay you. Perhaps I wouldn't uh, leave your bones strewn about. Certainly, death is not warranted by simply knocking over a basket. That doesn't seem like the punishment fits the crime. Perhaps not. I may need to think on this more. Probably gonna need a snack soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I will need to, to think on this more. Is there a magistrate of Shelter Bay? Just the architect. Did you know there were people in these woods? I did not. No, none of us knew. <clears throat> I mean, clearly someone new to seek them out and kick their baskets. You don't think they just found it by accident? Certainly our our people would never do anything malicious intentionally. Maybe not those that are still alive. <laughs> Well, at this point, the the guide stops questioning your wisdom and judgment um, and just follows along. Uh, But you arrive back at Shelter Bay. You can collect goats. If you would like to return to the... uh, I think I will return after dark. I will will procure a torch Mm -hmm. and a couple of goats, Mm -hmm. which I will lead back to the pool 
Okay. You return to the pool. You are apprentice following hot on your heels. Does the messenger stay in Shelter Bay? The messenger has already led you to the place. He asks if you can find your way back there or if he needs to come with you, but he, you know, he doesn't want to get in your way or be a liability. You or know, find himself butchered and turned into some... No, no, I'm happy to help. I just think I would be, yeah. uh, you know, uh, in the way. You know, um, yeah. politely excuses themselves. Yeah. That's fine. I don't need them. Yeah. All right. Get a couple of goats and head back, uh, and a torch, and I'll head back to the pool. Mm-hmm. Well after dark at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. It is dark. And Devon will uh, will approach the pool. You can approach the pool. You don't see the woman there, mm-hmm. uh, Priva, or any of her folks around. It's mm-hmm. just you and Cassandra and a couple of goats. And uh, I think Cassandra waits at the top of the staircase while the Devon leads the goats down the stairs. He does have an animal handling proficiency. Not a problem, He is then. a shepherd. I think mm-hmm. I can shepherd these goats to their death. Uh, I mean, some will, would say it's what you're born to do. And I will... Uh, Approach the edge. Mm-hmm. Approach the pool. Um, I have some other offerings in my pack. Um, some frankincense, I suppose, mm-hmm. that I will uh, sprinkle about. Mm-hmm. And light on fire with the torch. Mm-hmm. A moth pheromone sack. This is that like glitter moth or whatever. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know what that, that probably isn't good to add to the incense. I'll leave that out of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So lighting the frankincense, um, leaving a I leave a pile of uh, copper coins, my copper copper coins with my face on them. <laughs> ah. <clears throat> and the goats. Um, Uh, I'll leave one goat alive. The other, I will draw a silver dagger across its throat and kick it into the pool. The so you leave one alive, and the other is yeah, is butchered. The other is yeah, okay. and thrown probably still thrashing yeah. into the water to uh, draw draw the serpent's attention. Well, the water begins to uh, bubble once more, this time more quickly, more thoroughly, until the bubbling becomes almost a boiling. The temperature Mm -hmm. doesn't change. It's not, you know, um, steaming or anything, but the the amount of bubbling equates to something that looks boiling. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then from within emerges a serpentine figure. Uh Uh-oh. Not unlike Platos. Um, certainly larger than when you first flop saw Plateau's probably still larger than he is today um, isn't she his younger sister or is this just his sister he is the younger one okay something like mm, so it's like a cobra um Cobra-esque, yes. It comes up to the, the hooded part. How, scales... how tall is that? Um, from the base of the neck to the top of the head is probably a, 
measurement. This is maybe like a like a foot and a half on it. So larger than a human head neck combo, but it's okay. mostly neck with a smallish head. And, and that's all that emerges from the pool? Um, yes, the rest of it maintain remains submerged below. Okay. All right. Holding torch in one hand, <sighs> leaning against my staff. Say. You summoned oh. me. I am Devon. I bring you offerings, great Orphea. I know you, Devon. Yes, I believe I know your younger brother. Yes. Have you come to find me and discard he? That remains to be seen. What are, uh, what are you, what are you doing out here? As Responding to your summons. <laughs> I mean, in this pool. Is this, is this your home? Is this where you want your home to be? I think you would best understand this as my front door. Mm. Would you like to step in to the house? It says as its head begins to sort of twist. I admit I was tempted. Uh Uh-huh. It's not like trying to hypnotize me or anything, is it? I haven't made you roll any dice yet. No. That just might mean the hypnotism effect takes a moment to set in. But I think it might be safer for me up here. Is there something you want from me? You would ask from me? Did you... Why? Why? Why do you humor my younger brother? Why do you feed him, give him praise, pile coinage at his door, make your people speak his name in hushed whispers? He has brought prosperity to Necrot. As his, uh, as his serpentine body grows, so do the spires of Necrot slither up, up, up towards the sky. I will Do make you, you far you, more wealthy than he could ever imagine. Are you jealous? I, uh... <laughs> if you, uh... Um, if you align yourself with me, I, I will see that the... And look over this peninsula. I will see that the people of Shelter Bay will whisper your name and bring you coin and food. Would have me play second fiddle to my younger, incompetent, (laughs) smaller, cowardly brother. (laughs) A snake who lives in a well 
Are you saying you'd like to return? You'd, you'd like to return to Necrot to usurp uh, your brother? Yes, let me replace him. I am worthy of your time, <laughs> your attention, your devotion, Devon. Devote yourself to me. I can see the riches of the world find their way to your doorstep. So far, all you've brought my people is death. Was it you who arranged their bones? No. Or was that the barb the savages? The savages, the primitives, <laughs> who know only how to work wood and not stone nor metal. Feed my body, and I shall feed your soul. It will be done, but before I cast your brother aside, I, uh... Yes. I must see your worth. Enjoy these tokens of our burgeoning friendship. <clears throat> and I think I would... Uh, tell me... Do you, uh, do you enjoy your pool this way? I say, looking down at it. The algae and the scum. I design. Um, and On you can frowns. see this, this snake shim, like, not quite shimmies its shoulders, right? Because it doesn't really have shoulders. <laughs> Um, and the water begins to clear around it and go from this, like, gross, murky color to crystal clear water and you can see the rest of the snake body like descends into this shaft that is now at the, the center of the pool going down into darkness um, um, and can I make like a save versus spell or something to dis I guess I guess mechanically disbelieving the illusion but more so like I'm wondering if this is an illusion versus yeah oh you my. can take a versus... full round action to disbelieve the illusion yeah is it an illusion or is it a portal We'll find out. Well, you didn't disbelieve anything. It's definitely one oh, of the two. Wait, I didn't even roll anything. Didn't you roll zero successes? <laughs> it does it say I see you rolling. It doesn't actually roll it. Oh, I see. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay, I wasn't scrolled yeah. down the way. Yeah, I do not succeed. Yes. Okay. Either an illusion um. or a portal. Mm -hmm. Probably not both. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, Devon was gauging whether he should pour his pour the sweet water to clean up this pool, but it seems like she likes it how it is. Mm -hmm. Um. So Devon will back away, excuse himself if he if Orphea doesn't say anymore. Yeah. Um. She simply descends into the water, shimmies a little is bit she... more, turns it murky once again. And um, once her head has dipped below the surface, the tail like slips up and starts to like drag the things into the pond. Okay, um, Devon will uh, like bow deeply and reverent reverently, mm -hmm. and uh, return to Shelter Bay. Uh -huh. There, he will proclaim that in the woods 
they will find a pool in which resides the the uh, the demigod Orphea, and uh, they are to bring offerings to please this serpent uh, in order to ensure the prosperity of their uh, of their of their settlement. Well, and they will follow your orders. You have a serpent in in um in the crot, so this this checks with what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Devon is going to leave this as is. So he'll leave Orphea where she is. Mm-hmm. He will leave the people of Shelter Bay to give her tribute, mm-hmm. and he will see what happens if Shelter Bay is more prosperous than Necrot. Perhaps Devon may need to cons- reconsider his alignment with Plotos. But for now, he will test this Orphea and see uh, what she does. Excellent. Um, Devon may stick around Shelter Bay for a little while, offering his services if there's any like of the construction that his magical aid would uh, speed along. Mm-hmm. But eventually, he will make his way back to Necrot. Okay. Back to Necrot we go. Um, um, it is a I don't know that. I don't know that he'll actively do anything with uh, that pr- the primitive tribe, the tribe, mm-hmm. but uh, hopefully they are impressed enough that they may uh, think fondly of Devon and Necrot. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the people of Shelter Bay don't bring it up again, I don't know that Devon is interested in getting any more justice. Okay. I don't know how we. I think we probably just started a code of laws or something. This seems like a gray area where it's like she was right to defend herself, but butchering them and arranging their bones into ancient runes is maybe a bit far. Yeah, but like, what are you gonna do? You know, yeah, exactly. you're gonna go butcher them. That's just violence. Just begets more violence. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Back you go. From whence you came. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. So you can get back to Necrot and give it time for these things to take effect. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, we're going to skip ahead a little bit then because some days later, probably less than a week, uh, I should probably randomize this, figure out exactly when. Yeah, two days later, you're, when you're on your way back to Necrot and you're like halfway there, um, there will be a large earthquake that shakes the land. The ground trembles. You can see waves rolling through it. It lasts only a few minutes, but in that moment, you you know the ground splits, trees crack, things fall, and then it all goes quiet. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> She pulling on your cords? Headphones, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, I think Devon will look around and keep walking if nothing immediately... Nothing immediately. Yeah. Um, There's probably no way to discern the source of this quake. Mm -mm. Um, Yeah, that's fine. The source of the quake does not appear itself. If you just head back to Necrot, then um, you will be alerted some four days later, three days later, that 
um, that earthquake seemed to cr- make a huge crack along the side of the cliff where uh, Shelter Bay is that has enabled the the workers to more easily work through the area. Like the, the whole cliff face just <laughs> cracked through the middle, splitting a good like three feet open. Uh, and so now people can actually like crawl in and chisel down rather than having to pull everything out all the way. Um, hmm. Significantly is... improving their crafting time. So that that news arrives sometime later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like they've probably been uh, paying tribute to their serpent and being rewarded accordingly. Mm-hmm. Do you bring Just... up this <sighs> meeting? this uh visitation with your own serpent i think i will uh not immediately but like do we have regular conversations do i have to like seek him out uh, he's um, got his temple that he chills in easy access yeah so i'll approach his temple bringing whatever standard offering there is like so i think like maybe the people mm-hmm. regularly give offerings or i can intercept someone who's about to bring him an offering and hand deliver it myself mm-hmm Absolutely. Yes. Um, you and shall... I will. Yeah. And I will say, uh, Platos, I uh, believe I met your sister. Switch one. I have many siblings. Uh, Orphea <laughs> lives in a pool on the peninsula. Uh, he hisses at you when he hears her name. What has the... What has she said? What has she done? She is a monster. Is she now? The, uh... Well, she is, uh... In, located in a pool out on the peninsula. The people of Shelter Bay have begun to worship her. Why do you say she's a monster? She craves power in any form she can get it. She has no restrictions on what she will do, consume, devour, how she will use it. No code of ethics. She lusts for glory and greatness. And you are different? Yes, I am. I seek to improve the lives of those who help me. I do not use or abuse your people. They make offerings to me, and I make offerings to them. Well, I suppose we will see uh, how fair the people of Shelter Bay. I have seen Necrot's future, and I know that together, you and I will rise in prosperity. The fate of Shelter Bay and Orphea remain to be seen. She will tempt you 
She will beguile you. She will attempt to charm you. Do not listen to her. Do not fall prey to her ways. Perhaps... I will charm her. We'll see. We'll see what she does with Shelter Bay. You can sense on the surface Platos's discontentment with this, um, but he does not warn you off again and instead retreats deep within his little domain to hide away. I mean, he's only got the one house. He's not can't look over this hole, right? Can't have both towns, can he? Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> okay. Um. Do we want to take a break, or yeah. do we want to wrap things up? Well, we're at the point where we should do one or the other. Um, this is a nice ending spot for this like little arc here that we've done. If we want to, con- it sounds like we're not also going to be continuing this immediately. We're going to take some time to see how things develop before moving further on this storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this- I, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there will be any. I think we'll see. Like we'll leave Orphea in Shelter mm-hmm. Bay and let them patronize her and see what becomes of them. If uh, if they start surpassing Necrot, then maybe Devon will reconsider his allegiance to Platos. Mm-hmm. But most likely, she will uh, she will remain where she is. Mm-hmm. Devon may visit her from time to time, may build up her shrine, but. Mm. Mm-hmm. For now, Platos will remain in, in Necrot. Okay. Well then, all that remains would be to, if there's any other spells or any other things that you might want to do or have done. I do need to recruit a librarian and I might need uh, Drexel's help in this matter. But... Uh, How would Drexel help you recruit a librarian? Maybe I'll just need, uh, maybe I just need his altar. Maybe, uh, maybe some, uh, extra planar powers. Mm. I might need to grab contact uh, other plane to do this, or maybe not. Hmm. Um, so do we want to do more this session or um, what are you feeling? No, I would put a cap on it right now. I'm pretty, okay. I'm pretty satisfied with that with our progress today. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. call it here. Good stuff. Um, so this has been Dicing with Death. We will be back not next week. Yeah, right. I am on vacation until the 20th, so perhaps the 23rd. I believe next week, at uh, next Wednesday, you're doing Tides of Death? Yes. And then the, probably the following week, we can be back to Dicing with Death. Great. I will put it on the schedule right now so no one forgets, Which by which I mean not, so I don't forget. 
and the people don't forget. Jason with death, roughly at a regular time, plus or minus scheduling necessities. Uh, noon, preferably Pacific. Noon Pacific? Oh, much yeah. better. Love it. Absolutely love it. Cool. Well, then, that will wrap us up. Ryan, anything to say before we go? I don't think so. Thanks for watching. Hey. You say, kid? She wants to yank Pull my headphones cord. off. Pull the cord. <laughs> Hug it. Eat it. Excellent. Um, then we will go, and we will be back tomorrow. Well, we won't be back, but tomorrow there will be some uh, Tombs of Scoria. This weekend, I am going to be out, so there will be no Embers of the Wilds or anything else, because I am going on vacation this weekend. So, Fun. yeah. That's it, everybody. We'll be back later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.